Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah, we got that down. Yeah. All right. So uh, today we're going to be talking about work and discipline. Right. Really, it's like you know, keys to success, things that you want to get done. Well, how are you going to get there? You know what I mean? Why are we talking about work and discipline? Why? Because it was the next on our podcast list. all right there's as good an answer as any uh i think if there's a reason why it's something that's really important to people who really want to be successful like if you just kind of want to get by and you know hopefully there's going to be some way that you're going to be taken care of when you're old and can't really take care of yourself anymore then you don't need to worry about work and discipline but i think that the people listening to the podcast want to be successful yeah, they and want, understand that work and discipline is important yeah and they, they want to have they want to have time i mean i say it over and over again they want to be able to buy some time they you know i'm hoping that the people listening aren't waiting until you know the age of 65 to retire they can shoot for a target much lower and get that extra time that they need those extra two three five ten years have we ever talked about the quarters of life um maybe well maybe well let's do it again anyway so the first quarter of life Starts at uh, age 25 and goes to age 35. And 25 because, you know, when before that, you got college, you got high school, you got all the other... It's like the pregame show. Right, right. And most of us males are not particularly mature before 25 anyway. We, uh, I'd we even kinda, question 25. I'd but. even question 25, <laughs> but we kind of start getting it about that point. Yeah, we kind of start getting it. So 25 to 35 is Q1. Right? Q1. Q1. And then from 35 to 45, that's Q2. Right. And then after 45, we hit halftime. Halftime, right? whoop, whoop. This is usually where you have that midlife crisis era. You know, I'm that getting a Porsche. I'm getting a Porsche. You're doing relatively well in your career, maybe. You've been at it for some time. You feel like you have better direction. You Accumulation phase starts hitting acceleration phase. Yeah, you start really thinking about where you want to go. And then we enter Q3, which is from 45 to 55. Right. Right. And by this time, at the end of the third quarter, now you're looking at the last quarter thinking, oh, crap. You know, here we go. The end of the game is coming around the corner. I got to retire in 10 years. So that's the last quarter. That's the fourth quarter from 55 to 65. And the idea is that you are accumulating enough uh, income and you're storing enough uh, nuts, per se, for the winter coming, you know, the retirement winter age. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. And you've acquired enough uh, assets to cover your your necessary income into retirement. That's the goal. So right? that's the goal. So you're supposed to be acquiring that money while you're in the game, the four quarters of life. If you have not done so, that's when you enter overtime. That's when you find yourself working after the age of 65. And you don't want to be working into overtime no you don't want to be so you want to be enjoying retirement which which comes back to our point right this is why work and discipline is so important in the time that you have while the game is on that's when you work you know there's that football saying 60 minutes for the next 60 years of your life right <laughs> okay in varsity game, blues right in the game that's when you want to put your best foot forward that's when you want to put the effort in that's when you need the work and discipline right so you know why are you why are you doing it you're doing it so that you can buy time in the future, right? You want to be able to secure your future. And I don't know what drives you. I mean, as far as, you know, getting things done and working, part of it for me is the future. Part of it for me is to enjoy 
life as it is now. I don't, you know, I like working discipline. I like doing uh, extra work. I, I actually do enjoy the work part. You're a little bit I, of a workaholic. That's I'm for a little sure. bit of a workaholic, but I don't, uh, I don't want to have to work. Right. I like the choice of deciding what I want to do for work. Right, right. And like you podcast. Like, you like the, <laughs> like the podcast. Uh, I, you know, I, I, what I do on a day-to-day basis is to manage the business that we've that we've been running for the past few years, uh, Pipeline Insurance. Cheap plug. Cheap plug. Um, and today, I didn't go into the office. And you want to know something? I wasn't worried. No. I the, knew that everything was going to be handled. There's a system in place. There's a system in place. And everything is fine. I can take a day off. Now, I'm not going to be gone all the time because, like you, I enjoy working as well. Exactly. You know? But but the fact that you can, it's it's a testament to what you've built. In other words, you've taken time off because you've built something that will allow you to take the time off. Right? And you didn't have to ask for permission. And I didn't have to ask for permission. So that's kind of what drives me is that ability to walk away from, you know, what I do on a day-to-day basis to not show up for a day or two days or a week or a month or a year. Right. And come back and still have it be functioning and maybe even better than when I left it. Right, right. So in other words, you know, when we're talking about what drives you, I mean, we those are our definitions that, you know, what we personally want to drive us. But but also another thing, you know, that we got to consider for our listeners is what's their end game. I mean, everybody might have a different aspiration. Maybe it's traveling. Maybe it is retirement. Maybe it's leaving something for their kids. But they have to come up with, you know, their their primary aim. What's your what is going to get you up in the morning, get you doing what you need to do? Because, I mean, let's be honest. Work and discipline is not the funnest thing in the world. Those are not people's favorite words. Absolutely not. You know, those are those are very effort heavy words. They are vessels. They are what will get you to your primary aim. So a little bit about the primary aim. Now, what's your primary aim? Ooh, it's an excellent question. Uh, I don't know. Right now, thirty thousand a month. That's pretty much the only thing that I can really think of when somebody asks me that question too. Thirty thousand a month. That's what I want in passive, passive income. income. Yeah, in we have to be clear. Income. Passive income, not money we're working for. <laughs> right. So so that is, for me, that's that's my primary aim. That's what I want, you know, by the time I'm 40. Right. You know, that's, for me, that's, that's when I've made it. Yep. Right. I'll probably still make more money after that because once you get to that point. It's just fun. It's just fun after that. Um, but. Just to give credit where credit is due, that comes from the E-Myth uh, by Michael Gerber. That's right. There's a, a pretty meaningful to me chapter uh, specifically talking about the primary aim and defining what that is for you and knowing that if you are not getting up every day and working toward that primary aim, you're doing a disservice to yourself. Absolutely. I mean, so you, Earl Nightingale is another... Uh, I mean, he's way before our time. Way before our way time. Way before our time. But he's uh, one of the original podcasters, though. Yeah, one of the original <laughs> podcasters. Before podcast was even a word, right? He was on this thing called the radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the AM radio. The AM radio. So he defines success uh, a pretty simply put way. He says, success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal. So it doesn't matter. In other words, you know, being successful doesn't mean that you make all the money in the world. 
That's not how he's defining success. It's just the progressive realization of a worthy goal. He says, you know, if your goal was to be a mother and you're doing that, you're a mother and you're the best mother you can be and you're providing the best uh, um, love and love and care for your child as as they're growing up, then you are a success. Right. If your goal was to be a teacher and you are doing that, you are a great educator and you're putting forth your best effort, then you are a success. Right. It's not measured in dollars and, you know, in dollars and cents necessarily. That is not how you define success. But it's the progressive realization of a worthy goal. So, so whatever your goal is, as long as you are continuously working toward that goal, you are a success. Absolutely. So it can be in finance, it can be in family, it can be in health, it can be in spirituality. It really doesn't matter what the goal is, as long as you're progressively working towards that goal. And the the act of progressively working towards that goal is no easy feat. It takes no, it takes a bunch of, you know, it, again, it takes a lot of effort, right? We have to t- get up in the morning, we have to take that step forward and understand that, you know, nothing that we do in this world comes for free. Yeah. Right? For sure. And and one thing before before we move on, you know, measuring finances and having a, a financial goal as your measure of success, that's easy to measure. But if you're if you're not measuring it, you know, if, if you don't have numbers to put to it, like with family, like with health, like with spirituality, you don't have numbers to put next to those things. Right. Those are internal things that you have to figure out for yourself and you know, decide that you are on the right track and getting to where you want to be as long as you're moving, progressing towards that goal. Right. And and even though, I mean, even if you take about, if you talk about spirituality, maybe you're a minister and you're trying to start a new church, it's not going to be free. And I don't mean in dollars because you might have funding from other things or donations or whatever. I'm talking about the get up and get out and go talk to people. Oh, you know, yeah. that's that's a huge effort. That's the doors shutting your face. That's people telling you no. That's people telling you I don't want to talk to you right now. You know, there's a lot of that. You know, that's that's the elbow grease in that realm. Right. You know, it's just it's just a little bit different. You know, we often talk about stuff in business because that's our podcast. But I mean, when you're defining success and when you're going out there to get it, you know, it's it's tough. It's definitely it's a progressive realization. It's constant, constant step forward. Um, You know, uh, I listened to Tim and Julie's real estate um, coaching podcast and Tim has another good saying. He says um, you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. And you got to do it at the highest level. Right. And that's kind of deep, deep. That's the strongest, most powerful thing I can think of that really defines progressive realization right right doing what you don't want to do well it's it's progressive realization and it's also uh you know self-discipline accountability like when you force yourself to get up off your butt and do that thing that you don't want to do you know in that moment when you really don't want to do it but you force yourself to do it anyway like that's and not just that do it at the highest level and doing it at the highest level Yes, that's the that's the most crucial part. It's not right? just a okay, fine. I have to do this. I'm gonna do it half-assed. No, it's you do it and you do it the best that you can. I that's that's awesome. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. Whether it's in sales, whether it's in uh, health, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't really wake up in the morning thinking I'm gonna run today. Yay! Right? I am not in a most of the time. No, every once in a while I have one of those mornings. Yeah, every once in a while. But for the most part, 
I don't want to do it. Ugh. I don't want to do it at the time that it's time to do it. Can I can I go back to sleep for like five? Yeah. Ugh. But when I get up and do it, I try to make sure that I keep my heart rate up. I try to make sure that I get a good pace going and I mm-hmm. do it at the highest level. Right. right. Slow and steady wins the race. It's doing it a little bit at a time every single day doing what i don't want to do when i don't want to do it but still doing it at a high level last week was the first time uh that i started running again i hadn't been running probably in months uh last week i started running again and it's only a couple miles so far this week the same couple miles but guess what at the end i'm throwing in uh some push-ups and sit-ups uh, just a little bit more. Just a little, just bit, a little more. bit more. Just a little bit more. I went backwards. I actually stopped running my 4 a.m. runs and started doing pool workouts because it's hot. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so. And, welcome you know, to Southern California. Right? So it's hot. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to run right now. Instead, I'm doing pool workouts. And those are killing me too. Yeah. Oh, those pool workouts that you were showing oh, me. Oh, dude. Those, those are those tough. Are, yeah. They but, definitely are. But it's still, I don't really want to do them even though it's in the pool. It's a little cooler than running. Right. But. I still don't want to do them. Yeah, I wasn't joining you the other day either. (laughs) (laughs) But I still got to do them, right? I tried it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's not fun. I don't feel like doing that right now. You know, and then going back to the uh, financial aspect, we talked about this the other day. We said, you know, if you want to get rich quick, get get rich rich slow, slow. right? Get rich slow. And that's that's the slow and steady wins the race thing. You got to figure out, okay, well, what's our end goal? Let's let's define what our goal is going Step to be. Step one, define right? your goal. Define your goal, right? And and I, I mean, I use these, I've seen these as far back as I can remember, um, using SMART goals, smart. right? And they're a little better than just defining a goal, writing one thing down, because SMART goals, the, the acronym for SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, attainable Realistic, and Time-Bound, right? In other words, we have a goal that is specific. I am going to run... Uh, 15 miles a week, which is three miles a day for five for Monday through Friday. Right, right. That is a specific goal, and I'm gonna do this this week. You know, it's got it's it's measurable. I can, you know, maybe I didn't hit 15 miles this week. Maybe I only hit 10 or 12 or 11. Right. But I can track what I'm doing. It's measurable. Right. And it's definitely attainable. Right. I can I can set a time on a daily basis to make sure that it happens right i can set it in my schedule is and you're it, and you're pushing yourself too and, and i'm pushing myself you're too challenging yourself exactly is it realistic did i say i'm going to run a, a 20 mile marathon daily you know i'm not i'm not going something crazy i'm doing something that is definitely realistic and something that i'm capable of right one I example that you used was taking ten thousand dollars and turning it into a million in a year exactly it's not That's necessarily not, realistic is it possible sure anything's possible Right, I can put it all on one number in roulette and hit it, but it's not realistic. Right, right, and then time bound. Right, I'm gonna give myself till the end of the week to run these miles. Right, it's specific, it's measurable, it's attainable, it's realistic. I set a time frame, and now I can really look at my goal and on a day to day basis, I could track: Am I getting there? Am I falling behind? What mm-hmm. do I need to do to make some changes? How long do I have till I get to that point? Right, and you know that's a small goal, but you you can take this strategy and build it around larger goals. Yep. Well, uh, going back to your running example. If you want to run 15 miles a day, a week, I'm sorry, a week, make it realistic, Yep, make it realistic. You're right. You're right. Yeah. If you want to run 15 miles a week and you know, your first week, you're only hitting maybe 10 or 12. Maybe you look at it and say, okay, by the end of next month, 
by the end of this month i want to be at that 15 maybe i can't do it right right now maybe i'm not in shape enough i can't you know pull it off whatever it is and that's the thing about your goals is they're not finite right we can adjust them we can set the goal yeah they're flexible we can adjust them as we move along to achieve the ultimate goal so maybe my goal is to run 15 miles a week or maybe my goal is to run 25 miles a week but i know where i am today and then i can i can set a measurable and attainable maybe a realistic goal to start and then adjust as i'm going down the road maybe my goal to reach 25 miles a week isn't like you said maybe it's not week one but maybe after six months i'm running you know 25 miles in a week and now i'm i'm on pace i've built my body i've built my lungs i've built my uh, uh stamina to be able to do that right, right because these goals don't necessarily come overnight no Slow and Absolutely steady wins not. the race. And, and it really comes around building a habit around that particular goal, right? And, and you know, uh, let's use smoking, for example. Smoking is, is often referred to as a bad habit. And it's very difficult to break a bad habit. Right. It's, I mean, it's really tough. Just to go cold turkey and, and stop a habit is very difficult. Most people don't find success that way no they don't because you're taking away something that they have been doing habitually it's a system for them in their head it's almost a subconscious thing that they have to do on a daily basis same thing with hitting the snooze button right right? same thing when my alarm goes off i don't hit the snooze button i get up right why and i might not get all the way out of bed but i sit up Mm -hmm. because the moment i i try to hit the snooze button there's no way i'm getting up (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And and you'll and keep hitting the snooze I'll keep button. Keep hitting the snooze button and I become habitual in that habit. Right. And so how do I break that habit? I start a new one. I develop a new habit. Now, when my alarm goes off, maybe I keep my phone further away so I have to get up to get it. Mhm. Right? And then I'm less inclined to hit the snooze button cuz I'm already up. Right. You know, it's it's just a new habit. I don't plug it in by my by my bed anymore. I plug it in maybe away uh in the office or whatever. So it's a new habit. It's So you actually have to get up and out of the room you're, to turn it off. You're forcing yourself to do something by changing one small habit. I like that one uh that one alarm clock that uh you have to shoot it. It's like got it's got a little target on it, so you have to wake up and you have to shoot it to be able to turn it, it off. Is it like a laser? I think it's like a Nerf thing. Oh, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Except, you know, if I forget to put the darts, like, near me. <laughs> well, then you have to get up and find the darts. That's true. Yeah. Stupid alarm. <laughs> yeah. Really sucks if you're a stormtrooper, though. <laughs> yeah, you never hit anything if you're a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Okay, best way to break a, a bad habit is to develop a good one. Just develop a good one. Maybe change. Just tweak something that you're already doing. You know, I heard uh, different tactics for quitting smoking. Uh, you know, having that habit of going outside. Maybe have that habit of climbing up and down stairs. Maybe doing push-ups. You're substituting a good habit where a bad habit used to be. And now, and once you develop that habit, you'll be doing it a little bit better. Hard Just candy. Hard candy, right? Bunch of different stuff. Now, I've never been addicted to cigarettes so i don't know exactly how strong that you know pull is Mm -hmm. but i mean it's just a a strategy right it's not the strategy yeah it's just a strategy one of my one of my best friends uh adam hates me because i don't get addicted to cigarettes i might pick one up and smoke you know or when i'm drinking i might pick some up and smoke or i'll go a week or two and i'll you know have a couple of packs or whatever and then I'm done. 
And I don't need to pick it up for months. Well, he and I also hate you because you're a running fool. You just do that and then just go run. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> How this guy does that? That too. That too. <laughs> so, all right. So, we, we've got our new habit built in. Now, what do we got to do? Now, you got to work at this habit daily. Again, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it and doing it at the highest level. You need to have, you know, you need to dedicate yourself. You need to be committed to this thing, right? It's not right. going to come easy. Right? Nope. There's going to be times when that alarm's going to go off and you're going to want to hit the snooze button even though you got up to walk over there to turn it off. Right? But you have to persevere. There's going to be times that you walk into the liquor store and you want to buy that pack of cigarettes. But you have to persevere. Right? And I tell my students all the time too, look, every day when we have an assignment, it's not the funnest thing to do. An assignment is work. Nobody likes to work. But except you, us weirdos. Except us weirdos. But you... You do the assignment, you get it done, and then you continue about your day. You persevere. You pass through the problem. You know, math oftentimes, especially in high school, there's a lot of topics that they'll never use again in in real life. Right. Right. A ton of topics that we talk about in math, they'll Mostly never use like again. trigonometry and right. And so kids advanced ask, calculus. Right. And so kids ask, you know, often like, when am I going to use this again? And I'm like, look, this this problem is not about. Uh, it is about learning the skill because you have to learn it for graduation, but it's more about the perseverance. It's about when it stops you, when you have a question and you don't know the answer, are you the type of person who stops and quits or the type of person who stops, figures out what's going on, learns what they need to to keep it going. Right. You know, and that's what it really problem comes solving. Problem yeah. solving. It's a problem solving skill. And that's what, what is really happening here when we're talking about developing that new habit and working at it daily. There's going to come a time when that chocolate cake is going to sit in front of you. There's going to come a time when, you know, that pack of cigarettes or somebody's going to ask you to go out for a smoke. There's going to come a time when you're tired when the alarm goes off. But you need to be resilient. You need to persevere. And you just got to make a commitment to yourself. Right. Well, when we say resilient, we're talking about when you pick up that cigarette, right? When you actually go outside with that person and, you know, have that drink when you're, I'm sorry, have that smoke when, when you've been drinking or somebody puts that chocolate cake in front of you and you, you break and you go for it or you hit that snooze button and everything, you know, whatever, you start to fall into these bad habits that you had before and that's, you know, it's okay to relapse, right? Yeah. But it's... That resilience that we're talking about is being able to pick yourself up and say, you know what, I messed up. This is not the habit that I want to have. I want to, That's a bad habit to me. I want to have this good habit. So you pick yourself up and you start again. And that's, that's you know, people fall into those types of problems a lot. And we talked about buyer's remorse in a previous podcast. And those are some of the habits that we have, right? Where I'm out and maybe I'm using my cash envelope system, right? I have a budget and I keep it in cash and I'm running low or I, you know, I really want this particular thing or I really want to go out to this particular place and I put it on my credit card, right? Mm -hmm. We make mistakes. We impulse buy on things from time to time. But that's one of those things where you need to be resilient. You need to look at what you've just done. You need to reassess your overall goal. Look at your end game. Are you doing, you know, this is where the attainable, this is where the measurable hops in, right? Are your actions helping you reach the goal that you set for yourself? Don't beat yourself up with guilt, right? Just get up and move forward. Take that progressive step towards that realization of your worthy goal right it's and just, be committed to it again again and you start over right every time you make a mistake is it the end of the world no it's just a small setback 
reassess and keep going. That's it. Right? Like and recommit. Right. And you know, one of the biggest things that ends up stopping us, other people, most most of the different industries that are out there are things like procrastination, right? And there are different things that distract us. So, um, Netflix, Netflix or Netflix, (laughs) right? But, but usually it's because we're not able to block out time, right? We're not able to get ourselves disciplined to the point where we're on a schedule. Very, very successful people, um, live and die by their calendar. Mm -hmm. They just do. They get up at the same time. They work out at the same time. They make phone calls at this specific time. They eat right. at this specific time. You know, all the everything, their whole day is blocked out. And I know some people are like, oh, I can't live on a calendar. I have to be spontaneous. Well, put the spontaneity time into the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe you don't put, you know, maybe from, you know, Saturday to, you know, Monday of this week, you're going to take three days off and you don't know where you're going to go. You just have that time scheduled blocked off. And then go to the you know airport, pick something, and go. Three days a month. Three days a month. You know, it's not that it's you know you gotta you gotta really decide. I mean, if if you're gonna be a nomad the whole your whole life and never have any goals and never go anywhere, then don't expect to ever be anywhere. Mm. Right? If you don't have a destination in mind, how do you ever know you're gonna get there? I understand the spontaneity. I spontaneity def- spontaneity sorry correction i'm a math teacher not an english teacher <laughs> so i under i understand the spontaneity but um if that's the style that you want just understand that it comes with consequences right if i touch something that's hot i will get burned right if i don't have a goal in mind if i don't have a destination in mind don't get mad when you don't get there right and that's just kind of the way it is Going so, back to the Earl Nightingale, he talks about the ship without a crew, without a destination that just launches from the dock. It's going to wind up, you know, stranded on some desert island somewhere. It's it not going to get anywhere. Right. Versus, because it doesn't have a destination. Right. It doesn't have a purpose. It doesn't have a goal. Versus the other ship that does have a crew and you know where it's taking off from and you know where it's going and you have a path to get there, you're going to get there. That's right. Right. So, 99 um, times out of 100. 99 times out of 100, or you're going to get there. 99,000, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got this whole thing. Yeah. He's, uh, Earl, basically, Nightingale, Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. Yes. It's on YouTube. Um, it's about 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to listen to it every morning. Yeah. Every morning. I would I would just turn it on and that was my, I'm getting ready for the day. Um, audio. Audio. Yeah. I used to do that for a while too. Actually, I'll probably I got I'm gonna play it probably for my students here again soon. Hopefully, hopefully uh, we can get them going. It's kind of hard to motivate, you know, 17 year old kids sometimes. Yeah, no. When we were 17, I think Dad showed it to us, and we probably didn't blew quite it off. Take probably. To it. Yeah, we yeah. didn't quite take to it. But a few years later, it it sunk in. It did. So it did. Maybe uh, one of your students will look back at the archives of Business Bros and hear this particular topic and be like, hmm. I remember what? when Mr. C.S. showed me that. Right. I what was what that, that thing? I remember it saying something, and then they'll listen to it, and it'll make more sense to them. There you go. Hopefully. All right. So, uh, Stephen Covey has the seven habits of highly effective people. He has this cool um, quadrant thing, right? He has um, things that are, uh, he has basically, you know, picture four squares, and on the left side, uh, you have two boxes. One of them is uh, the important. The other one is the not important. And then on the top of the quadrant, you have two boxes. And those are things that are urgent and not urgent. And so um, 
I, I saw this cool little picture. Uh, I wish I could do it on podcast, but uh, it basically talks about the different quadrants. And there's there's things that are gonna distract you on a day to day basis, and things that are uh, that you should take care of, and there are things that you should definitely focus your attention on, and things that you should manage. So in the first quadrant, we got things that are important and urgent. These things are these things are things that you need to manage. These are crisis and pressing problems. These are things that are demanding. These are, you know, this is like, you know, important and urgent. Like I need to take care of this now. Immediately. Today. Right. Like this this can't wait. This is top priority. This is top priority. So, you know, if you're looking at your your to-do list, for example, in the day, you start breaking these types of categories down. Is this thing important and is it urgent, right? If it's important and urgent, that's priority number one. It goes in the top left square. It goes in the top left square, right? Going down the list... The next thing would be it's important, but it's not urgent, right? And these are things that you want to focus on. These are strategy values. These are you have an opportunity here to plan, to get do a little critical thinking, to consider what's going on um, in that particular situation and get an approach because the, you don't have that urgency. It's important. So it, it needs to get done. It needs to get done. But it's it doesn't important. need to get done right now. It doesn't need to get done today. Right. I maybe have a day or two. Or a couple hours, but you or know, whatever, whatever it is, it's not as urgent as something that's important and urgent right now. Something that you right. need to take care of at this moment, right? And then you got some things that are urgent, but not important, right? These these are things that that uh, really interrupt your day, like your phone ringing. When mm-hmm. a phone rings, or when you get a message, a text, uh, you know, some sort of social media alert, those are urgent things. Mm-hmm. But they're just not important things. Right. You know, and so those are the things that you tend to want to avoid during the peak hours of your day, during your most productive time, because those are the things that are going to kill any productivity that you have. Right. Right. And then there are things that are not important and not urgent. Right. These are the things you got to limit. This is where Netflix falls in. <laughs> right. Well, you mentioned social media. A lot of stuff that's on social media probably is neither urgent nor important it's you know i would i would beg to differ on some stuff um for example we're trying to really promote the podcast right right so if i spend my time talking on different social media uh rooms or conversations about topics like stephen covey's seven habits and i'm promoting my um my podcast or i'm promoting my website or i'm promoting my business you know that's not it's not necessarily that i'm not uh, something that you don't want to do. It's just understand that those are things that are important and not urgent. You're going to focus true. that time directly. You know, you're going to clock that into your calendar from this time to this time. I'm going to spend doing that true. type of so, activity. So really it depends on how you're using the social media. If Correct. you're using social media to be productive, to, uh, get you closer towards your, uh, towards the progressive realization of your worthy ideal, uh, then social media becomes something that could be, urgent and or important right but if you're not using it for those purposes and the majority of people don't then it's neither then urgent nor important right then that's where you want to limit that stuff so i'm not saying netflix is a bad thing i like watching my shows on netflix but guess what they usually happen like on saturday night right mm-hmm. after the kids go to bed and we're just chilling watching spending a couple hours just doing whatever and it doesn't even have to be netflix i could be on my phone i could be watching tv i could be playing video games right whatever it is it doesn't matter whatever your whatever your uh hobby is that's not necessarily productive it's just kind of 
I mean, what you do. It could be, you know, wine tasting, right. whatever it is. But understand that even those things are on your calendar. You need to set aside your time for those things and mm-hmm. limit that time. You don't want those types of events taking over from, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That is when you should be in box number one and box number two. That's when you should be managing things that are important and urgent and important and not urgent. Right? That's the bulk of your day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, making sure that you, you clock in, uh, set yourself a schedule, and then prioritize your your to-do list or your activities. And, and you know, Tim and Julie actually have a good thing. They're, they're talking about, you know what, from, from 9 a.m., your morning hours, so from 9 a.m. to noon, you should be um, doing dollar productive activities. Only the activities that are actually going to produce you money, mm-hmm. right? These are things like um, setting appointments, calling calling uh, on your leads or following up on leads right that's it that's all you should be doing in the morning and your goal in the morning is to set appointments and then what you should be doing after lunch is going on those appointments makes sense right those are the only things they're dollar productive activities if your goal is to in business to make a profit right well this is specifically tailored toward uh real estate agents no it's tailored towards anybody looking to make a profit Think about any business that you're in, your job is to make the sale. Right. So, um, for example, let's take pipeline insurance. Your morning should be scheduled with your trainings. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's support staff for the agents you've trained. Makes sense. Right? Those are the two different things that we're working on. Those are the two different things that generate revenue in our business model. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it, it's really just a business focus. Right? Follow up with your leads set your appointments in your for your for your morning and then in the afternoon close and do what you need to do it makes sense right and that's that's really what you know if you're in business that's what it that's what it's about now if your progressive realization is something else right what are the things that are and it's not dollar productive for example what are the things what's your end game what are you trying to get out so you split your days up you split your activities that you're doing on a daily basis into those things what's like important this. and urgent Right. And what's important and not urgent. Those are the two things that you need to focus on in a day to day basis to achieve your goal. You gave me a good idea. I'm going to talk about about it with you uh, once we get done here. Oh, you're talking about Friday meetings, huh? No, no, no. no. I'm talking about uh, daily activities. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's really what it comes down to. You need to break up your day into those types of things. And then, you know, then you have time for the other ones. Clock in the stuff that you want to avoid. That's when you clock in and do your your, you know, social media stuff. Just don't do it during that time. You know, from 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 point A to point B, I am working. Nothing is distracting me. And then I take lunch. Maybe I do some of that avoidance stuff in the middle. You mm-hmm. know, some of that social media fun stuff. And then in the afternoon, I finish up my my hardcore productive stuff. The stuff that's not so urgent, right? But I still need to get done. And then after that, have some fun. Go back to box number four. Watch your Netflix. Go home, have dinner, relax. Guardians of the Galaxy, play with the kids, swim in the pool, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is you got going on. But make sure you block in every one of those times. There you go. All right, so. Put it on your schedule. Put it on your schedule. So it really comes down to, that's that's working discipline, right? If you want to be successful, if you want to reach that that goal, that worthy goal that you're working towards, the progressive realization, you got to do what Tim says. You got to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, and you got to do it at the highest level. 
and nobody's gonna do it for you. Nobody's gonna do it for you, right? So you it's need in to your make, own hands. You gotta make sure you hit your you you make goals that are realistic. You know, they're attainable, they're measurable, they're specific, they're timely. So in other words, they're smart goals, and you gotta set you know start doing little daily habits, and set a schedule for yourself and break up your schedule into things that are important and urgent important and not urgent and leave the things that are urgent and not important or not important and uh not urgent for specific times on your calendar make all of these things a habit work at these habits daily commit persevere be resilient and commit again and that's it and you've got success you know it's not going to come overnight it's not easy but it's the way you're going to get there Day in and day out. Did it's you, a snowball effect. Did, did you get that uh, f- that f- saying from somewhere? If you want to get rich quick, get rich slow? Um, I'm sure I got it from somewhere. I tend to get a lot of things from yeah, somewhere. I, can't I just remember don't remember it, exactly who said I think, it. I think we should just coin that. Uh-huh. If we, eh. I mean, we can't really coin it. But I'll try to look to see where I got it. <laughs> and if I can't find it, then maybe we'll try to but coin that's it. That's probably just going to be something that we're going to say a lot. Yeah, it's I true. Think. If you're going to get rich quick, get rich slow. Get rich slow. All right, so that pretty much breaks up the uh, the podcast for the day. I thought it was a pretty good one. What do you I think? I think so too, yeah. All right, make sure you guys follow us on Facebook at CSFirst or go to our website, www.csfirst.com or follow us on Twitter at Trades on the Road. And please also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're available on iTunes. We are available on Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, I think the only place where we're not available is Spotify. That's about it. But subscribe, please, and rate us and tell us how we're doing. Yeah, please. Love to hear from you. And those of you who already have, thank you very much. That's all I got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.